everybody. Welcome to Two Minutes and Beyond, the podcast where we review the Toy Story movies two minutes at a time. I'm Macy Ball, and this is Bianca Garcia. Hello. Hello. And we've got a guest with us this week. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm Anthony Strand. I'm a writer and podcast host over at toughpigs.com. And that's where I met you, Macy. You uh, on uh, as part of Muppet fandom. I uh, Tough Pigs is a Muppet fan site. Maybe I should say that. <laughs> yes, and uh, your podcast is uh, moving right along, which we stole the idea for our podcast from. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But we stole the idea for our podcast from Star Wars Minute. So, uh, moving right along is a podcast where we watch Muppet movies two minutes at a time. And we've done the first three, all three Jim Henson era movies, and we're just about to do Muppet Christmas Carol. So if uh, if people Ooh. like this this podcast and like Muppets, maybe check out our show as well. Yeah, it's a really fun show. I enjoy listening oh, to it. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for yeah. having me on too. I'm I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about minutes 67 and 68 of Toy Story. Are we ready to jump right in? Because there's a lot happening in this episode. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So these two minutes start off with Woody's voice box saying, This town ain't big enough for the two of us. Sid puts the match down, says, What? And walks over to Woody. Woody's voice box says, Somebody's poisoned the water hole. Sid picks him up and says, it's busted. But Woody responds through his voice box, who are you calling busted, buster? Sid looks at Woody in fear, and when he says, that's right, I'm talking to you, Sid Phillips. We don't like being blown up, Sid, or smashed, or ripped apart. Sid says, we? And Woody answers, that's right, your toys. And Sid watches in horror as a doll pump boy, which is like the little car with arms for legs, and a red truck rise up out of the sandbox. A couple broken combat carls and the frog come out of the muddy trench, and the pizza planet alien comes out from under Scud's bowl. He backs away as the toys start to surround him, but Babyface lowers down with Legs' fishing line and lands on his head, and he screams. The hand in the box grabs his foot and all the toys surround him. Woody warns Sid through his voice box. From now on, you must take good care of your toys, because if you don't, we'll find out, Sid. He turns his head all around all the way and says, we toys can see everything. Suddenly, Woody comes to life fully and finishes his speech with, so play nice. Sid throws Woody into the air and runs into the house screaming. <laughs> this poor like kid. the most traumatizing <laughs> experience of your life. <laughs> well, you Man. know, it's funny. I, I watch these two minutes with my kids. Yeah, I have, I have a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. And they've seen this movie a bunch of times. But, like, watching it in isolation, I was a little worried that they would, like, find it creepier than they do in context. But no. They were just like, yeah, yeah it's Ben's Wood. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you tell them. Yeah. Yeah, you think about it. Like, you are watching it just isolated from the rest of the movie. Like, if this was the only screenshot that you saw of toy story like you've never seen it before you'd be like this is a creepy movie <laughs> oh, it absolutely plays like a horror movie like it's, yeah. I mean, it's spe- <laughs> well but especially like the like deformed soldier like the the headless soldier and the nail through his head soldier rising yeah. out of the mud 
Like it's it's ter- like tremendously terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for a little although, kid that I mean that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> although like ha- having said that, that's immediately followed by a wind-up frog coming out of the mud, which yes. is such a good Very joke. true. Like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. And the uh, little pizza planet alien. Right, oh, I right. love that little Who's be- dude. totally being a zombie, right? Like, like, like that's what yes. he's doing. Yeah, that's yeah. so fun. Like, which, but I was excited to see these were the two minutes because this is the trippiest sequence in any of the four movies. I think, like, mm-hmm. yeah, just like Woody just casually breaks reality and then no one ever mentions it again. <laughs> exactly. None <laughs> of the know? other movies have this. They kind of get almost caught. But this is the only time where they fully, they're like, okay, we're going to break the rules. We're going to come to life and we're going to scare the hell out of a little kid. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, and like they could have done a sequel that follows up on this or something, you know, where it's like, it's a new, it's a new era of human toy, you know, interactions. (laughs) Interactions. Where toys toys can talk. But I mean, I'm glad they didn't because I I think the sequels are great, Uh, obviously as they are. But it's just wild that this movie ends with Woody like looking a human in the eye and <laughs> speaking at him. But but nobody ever mentions it again to the point where we see Sid in Toy Story Three as a garbage man, yeah. and he's mm-hmm. just having a good time. He's just like playing air drums or whatever. The right? therapy was successful. Not... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is which is really kind of nice to see. He oh, found gosh. some success in life. Yes. Poor thing. <laughs> At that point, like when I saw him in Toy Story 3, I felt really bad for him. I was like, this poor guy. He probably went through like the worst teenage years of his life. <laughs> right, right. Like talked about this all the time or, or oh, didn't gosh. maybe. Like learned learned not to talk about it or something. He probably took up like smoking like, or something. <laughs> so like this oh, was bad. <laughs> oh, I'm certain he did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. But I've I, always... I should say though, I think... Oh, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. <laughs> well, just I think Eric Von Detten is so good in this movie as mm-hmm. Sid. Like in in this scene, for example, the way he spits out, he it's busted. Like, he's just, <laughs> like it's such a like horrible little kid voice, you know? Yes. It's, it's mm-hmm. so it's so fun. I think he's true. And earlier on in the movie too, he's got a bunch of like like technical like lines with a bunch of like weird medical jargon that like is way above like most 10 year olds vocabulary like he's talking about double bypass uh, double bypass brain transplant Thanks. i can't even say it <laughs> <laughs> or like all of the mission control stuff like he's got a really good imagination he's just a messed up kid <laughs> right yeah. yeah well but like i remember destroying gi joes with my best friend jason mm-hmm. as a kid you know, and I think a lot of kids do that. It's like eventually you just get sick of your toys or whatever and you start playing around with them. Right. But so I like that Sid basically turns out okay, despite being a juvenile delinquent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have to wonder, though, like, after all this happens, like, do the toys just go back to pretending that they're not alive? <laughs> Sid's toys, like the, yeah. the, the, the mutant toys and stuff. Yeah, or yeah, do, or do they just like? Well, I guess he knows the secret now, so we're just gonna, you know, do whatever Live we want him. while he's around. Yeah, <laughs> or is he like too scared right. to be around him, so he just gets rid of him? It has the Maybe. opposite effect of what they intended. 
Honestly, if oh. I was him, I would just start talking to the toys like, yo, these toys in the backyard just scared me. Like, I know about it now. <laughs> so, like, just trying to befriend <laughs> the toys that are inside. Like, don't kill me, please. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe he and Janie actually become, or Sally, maybe he and Sally actually become friends. Right. Hannah's doll. He's oh trying gosh. to, um, trying to make up for his past mistakes. <laughs> Trying to redeem himself. <laughs> right, right. I love the line, though, um, who you call him busted, Buster. Oh, I like that, too. <laughs> Anthony, I don't know if you've ever seen or heard of the, the Toy Story musical that was on the Disney cruise ships for a while. But there was a whole... No, I didn't, I didn't know that existed. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's... Uh, it, it, it's it's an experience but <laughs> it sure is what he has basically his own like villain song when he confronts sid and they turn um i think that line who you call him busted buster becomes like the opening line of the song <laughs> it's great right? yeah yes that you know that's so funny please sit through that just watch it because i had never seen the whole thing of it i had told myself i need to stop watching this and while we were at disney macy made me watch the rest of it we didn't watch the whole thing we just watched the disney thing. dan's video about it but yeah, yeah. but it was pretty much yeah. the whole thing so i was like oh sure. my gosh this just got so much better after i stopped watching it wow that's wild it's very huh. wild. It's yeah. funny. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. One of those days, there's a like an official recording recording on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, one of these days, we're gonna do like a bonus episode or something reviewing it. <laughs> Just sure, reviewing yeah. that. You got yes. you, you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. So in the, mm-hmm. sorry, were you gonna say something? Well, just that the other thing I wanted to say about this was. Can Woody say anything he wants to in his voice box voice? Like, this is the only time we hear him do that. It's always, it's always like the pull string phrases that we, you know, reach for the sky, somebody poison the water hole, there's a snake in my boot, all that stuff. Right. But this he's is the only one where he says other box. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, he can just do that. And you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a skill that you think he would make more use of. Yeah, and I was I was thinking about that earlier today too. I mean, it doesn't if you think about it too much, it doesn't really make sense. I mean, this whole I mean, they're toys that come to life, so it doesn't make sense anyway. <laughs> but like the the way the pull string toys work are like they have the little record inside that plays when you pull the thing. Yeah. So like he can somehow affect what's on the record. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just totally skip the point that he's a sentient being. Just he's overriding <laughs> his little record. <laughs> oh my goodness. But in the audio commentary and in our book that we like to call our sacred text, Toy Story, the art making of the animated feature, they talked about how originally. Woody was going to like come fully to life like right away, but they decided that it was like a lot more interesting to have his have him use his pull string. And um, there's this quote from the book that says, 
uh, I think it's page 117, it says, it took several additional months before the final stroke fell into place. Woody would speak his entire monologue from his scratchy, feeble voice box, moving his lips only for the final few words. We spent a long time envisioning the scene with Woody just plainly talking to Sid, says Andrew Stanton. It's so much better to have Woody win the day using the one lowly function he's equipped with, the cheap voice box that Potato Head is always making fun of him for, and he's ashamed of once he hears Buzz, Buzz's digital chip. Yeah, that rule. So that's interesting. That's that, like, yeah, yeah. The thing he was so ashamed of before is the thing that saves him in the end. Aww. That's really cool that they that's incorporated great. that into the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also talked in the audio commentary about how they wanted to have the army men like coming out of the ground, but that was instead of just like out of the mud, but that was too technically complex. So they had them like come out of that just mud filled trench instead. Mm -hmm. And then of course the, yeah. And then the combat Carl models, they also talked about how they're the same models as the army men. They're just larger. And in this Mm -hmm. case, they're all messed up. They're missing parts and have the nail in their head. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. And one of them was strapped to an explosive device earlier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is which is maybe my favorite line in this entire movie. Why is that soldier strapped to an explosive device? <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's also there's also a couple other quotes from the book. Um of One is from Andrew Stanton. He said, if we left the situation at Sid's house unresolved, it would be like a hostage movie where two guys break out, but everybody else gets left behind with the terrorists. You wouldn't feel very satisfied Mm. with that. You sure wouldn't be primed for the chase after the moving van either. We somehow had to leave Sid's house knowing he'd never treat toys badly again. Huh. Yeah, that makes sense. That's true. I never thought of that. Right. Me neither. I wouldn't have thought of it, but but it's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the fact that it ends with and even like there's a moment here, and you, you haven't gotten to this in the narration yet, but where Woody like clearly wants to stand around debriefing with the mutant toys for much longer. And Buzz has to kind of like pull him mm-hmm. back into the plot of the movie. <laughs> you yeah. Because well, and like Woody's little we did it, we did it dance is like so yeah. fun. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. And, um I think they actually used, like, they replicated that animation for the level complete animation for the Toy Story video game. Oh, that makes sense. And it's, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so funny. It's really great. I love his little dance. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> well, those spindly little arms and legs, you know? Like, it's just. Yeah, because he's so floppy. I yeah. know. <laughs> he has those same floppy, soggy arms like Bert, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, And the other quote that I was going to read from the book was uh, from Jason Katz. Um, He said, it was very late in the game when we brought all our star mutants down into the backyard. We wanted to show that Woody could really orchestrate them, that he could become a better leader at Sid's house under adverse circumstances than he ever was at Andy's. Which is pretty interesting that they they weren't originally going to have all the mutant toys come down there. Right. It was just yeah. going to be Woody and Buzz, like, is the idea? Yeah, there's actually, um, I guess it's technically, like, an alternate version of the scene um, that they had storyboarded. It's on YouTube, where it's just Woody and Buzz, and they're, like, fully alive the whole time. 
And mm-hmm. like Woody is standing on Sid's chest while he's talking to him. Oh, sure. Yeah, you know, I'm sure I saw this. This is probably on the the DVD, right? It's on the toy box. Yes. Cause, cause, yeah, cause it's on so, one I, of the DVDs. Yeah. If so, I saw it 20 years ago. You know, like about <laughs> that about that DVD when it was brand new. So I watched all the extras. Yeah. Because that's what I did for fun <laughs> in high school. Watch DVD extras by myself. <laughs> Hey, DVD extras are great. <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. Obviously. <laughs> yes. Um, and then also in that uh alternate version of the scene, they make a bunch of references to the fact that like they're not supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. That like they're not supposed to come alive in front of humans. Right. And it feels it- really weird for them to acknowledge it that much. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that the movie does a good job of setting it up before that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just the stuff where like anyone's coming into the room and they all flop onto the floor. Like, but but by yeah. this time we know that it's that it's absolutely a a secret rule that can't be broken. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, our interactions with toys in real life who never get up and walk around when we're in the room. <laughs> yeah, the movie does a really good job of like not needing to explain things too much like the logistics of the toy world and like they never like try to explain like oh this is how toys come to life because we don't need to know that right well even though we speculate every single episode how they come to life (laughs) sure well and what i think is really impressive is that they never explain it in in three sequels Mm -hmm. like i think I think there are worse versions of this series where, like, the second or third one would be like, here's when toys were imbued with life by some sort of cosmic <laughs> mm-hmm. spirit or something. You know what I mean? Like, Right. Yeah. yeah. I've seen way too many, like, prequels like that, and I'm like, oh... I don't like this. Like if it were made by... <laughs> if it were made by a lesser studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I, I, I was I was gonna say the ne- the next Minions movie is literally called The Rise of Gru. So there you go. Yeah, that's true. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that all we have to say about that section? Should we move on? I think that's so. It. That's everything for me. Okay. So at one minute and twenty seconds. The toys cheer and celebration and what he chants. We did it. We did it. Yes. <laughs> back in and back in the house. Floppy Sid arms. yells, the toys. <laughs> Sid yells, the toys, the toys are alive. And it's seeing the doll Hannah is holding. He says, nice toy. And then Hannah puts the doll in his face and he screams. She chases him up the stairs with it saying, what's wrong, Sid? Don't you want to play with Sally? I love that she gets her revenge on her brother. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so nice that she gets that moment of revenge. Like, we don't know yes. Hannah that well. But, like, Mrs. Nesbitt is the highlight of anything inside Sid's house. <laughs> I, but, like, I, and I think that's why we want Hannah, like, to succeed, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, the, like, the few times we see her in the movie, like, Sid's, you know, either being, like, a uh, being a jerk to her or like you see that all of her toys have their heads pulled off right he's destroying her stuff constantly he's not a good good brother clearly unlike no he's not (laughs) (laughs) this poor girl i know Mm -hmm. poor thing well moving on at 
it's 1 minute 39 seconds in the backyard. The toys all celebrate the success of their plan. What he says, nice work, fellas. Good job coming out of the ground. What a touch. That was a stroke of genius <laughs> from up on the makeshift launch pad. Buzz calls to Woody. Woody climbs up to him and Buzz says, thanks, and gives him a handshake. Suddenly they hear Andy's mom's van's horn honking on the other side of the fence. And Andy's mom says, everybody say bye, house. And Andy repeats, bye, house. Buzz says, Woody, the van. Woody pulls the launch rod off the back of the rocket, and they jump off the launch pad and start to run toward the fence. Woody calls back, we got to run. Thanks, guys. The Sims <laughs> toys. And that is where these two minutes end. It, it, it is my opinion that Tom Hanks should have won his third consecutive Oscar for his delivery of, we got to run. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Which is so like there's such energy in that line delivery you know because like yeah. they gotta go and he's he's all about it yeah um, um i think in the in in the audio commentary they said that originally like they just had them run off without like saying goodbye to the mutant toys or anything and it just felt weird so they added in that little line just to make you feel funny just really yeah. quick yeah, it'd be weird if it, they just like put together and executed this whole plan, and then just like <laughs> and then they them. just bolt off, <laughs> <laughs> right? Although, although I, I'm, I'm sure you've anything. talked about, I'm sure you've talked a lot about how great the pacing is in this movie. Because I mean, what what is it before the mm. credits? It's like 77 minutes or something, 76. Uh, yeah, something like that. I think in total it's like 81. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 81 minutes, and it's just, like, hopping along constantly. And and that's a good example mm-hmm. of that, that it's just like, well, the, the thing with Sid t- coming alive in front of Sid is done. We got to get back to this van, Chase. Moving moving on, you know? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's so I good. know, because Mom's telling everybody to say, bye, house. <laughs> bye, house. <laughs> What's funny yeah. is that every time I leave my house, I say that in my head. I'm like, everybody say, bye, house. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I actually uh, moved houses when I was about Andy's age, and I remember feeling like I had to say "bye house" because An- that's what Andy said to his house. <laughs> You're like, that's that's just I- what you do when you move. You say "bye house." <laughs> Andy said it. You got to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the other thing is, I think it's so nice that that handshake between Woody and Buzz is like that's the acknowledgement that they're friends now. In the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's such a subtle little moment. You know, I, I again, I think a worse movie would have like a big hug or like, you know, they, they like an apology Sid. scene or something. Yeah. Or actual dialogue that says like, we're friends now because I've actually seen that in a few movies too. And I'm like, that's really off. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this is, this is. If, like again, weird thing to say about a movie where it's like a delusional spaceman toy and a a forty year old <laughs> cowboy doll have like, but it but it does. It feels really natural. It feels like a, mm-hmm. the way that our genuine friendship develops. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking about it too earlier today because it kind of mirrors in Toy Story three when um. Woody, they're at Sunnyside, and Woody decides to go back to Andy, but Buzz and the other toys decide to stay, and, like, Buzz reaches out his hand for a handshake before Andy, or before Woody leaves, and Woody refuses, but then later, of course, during the, um, 
incinerator scene, you know, Buzz reaches out his hand mm-hmm. and Woody takes right, it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man. What a so great like movie. kind of a an unintentional mirroring between those I two movies. I don't mm-hmm. know that we can assume it's unintentional. You, you Maybe know, not. Because like, because th- there's so much mirroring throughout the series of of so many different things. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I I know you'll talk in the second one about Woody loses an arm this time and all that stuff. But like that's just the most obvious. I mean, there's so many little things that are like, hey, remember this? It's back. You, you know. Mm-hmm. Throughout right, all the movies. Yeah. So that would I mean a handshake. I don't know. Yeah. Well, do we have anything else to say about that section? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I I was gonna say this whole scene is like my absolute nightmare. Like toys coming to life. <laughs> I would have like the second that happened, I would if I was Sid, I would have immediately like dropped woody and started running <laughs> exactly i would have just like ran to somebody else's house i'm like my house is haunted <laughs> man yeah no but as a kid i was not really traumatized but i was self-aware of my toys now and i was like oh what if they can come to life? <laughs> you know, that's, that's fascinating. You both must have seen this a lot younger than me. I was 11 when this came out. I was five. Sh- sure. So you were five when you saw it, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was five when it came out. Right. I, I'm not... I was born, like, three months before it came out. I'm not sure how old I was when I first saw it. I was probably four or five. Sure. So this, it plays very differently. I think I saw it around... You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in in fifth grade, I was just like, "Oh man, that's so sick!" You know? Probably not even yeah. in, in, in 1995. I was probably like, "That's mint, dude!" You know, that's they, mint. They got, they got, they showed Sid. Yeah, you know, give Sid yeah. what's for, dudes. You know, but yeah, but, as a five year old, I was asking all the questions in the movie theater. I was whipping my little Woody doll around because I was five. <laughs> you, had, you, already, you already had Woody. You bought him. You had him as a I toy did. Uh, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, he's my favorite. <laughs> then you, what was the question you asked your mom during the movie? Okay, so during the the scene of them talking between the houses, where Woody is talking to Andy's toys. Right. Uh, the and scene the, with the lights. Yeah, where he's doing the hand thing. Yeah. And the lights fall where they're like, please just, you know, you know, tie the lights so that we can get over there. And once it starts getting dark and rainy and everything, I just looked at my mom and no, she saw the concern in my face and she said, um, don't worry. In the end, they're going to get home and it's going to be fine. And I just looked at her and I was like, have you seen this movie before? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand the concept of like, there's actual plots. Yeah, right. <laughs> it right. was just following a certain plot. Like right. how narrative works. Yes, sure. exactly. Because I was fine. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you, don't I love know. That story. You, you don't know if Woody and Buzz are going to be lost forever. He could die for all I know. <laughs> yeah. That's how it ends. He already lost an arm. Exactly. 
Oh, I forgot I was going to say, I like how um, when what he's saying like after they've after they've finished carrying out their plan and what he's like giving everybody compliments on how it went and everything ducky is like bouncing up and down <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that really... i like seeing all of them celebrating too right. they're all well, so and, cute in their own strange way <laughs> they, well and, and i don't think we talked about how great the timing is when baby face drops down onto sid's head Mm-hmm. That's yeah. such a like it's perfect. That like just I don't know what it is. I don't <laughs> know how to describe the timing, but there's something about like it just happens at exactly the right moment for maximum yes. terror to Sid and hilarity to me. <laughs> yeah, it happens like Rose, he's kind of like backing away, trying to get away from, you know, the toys that are starting to corner him, and then there's baby face on his head. Yeah, right. Which baby face <laughs> rules. I've always, I remember going to look at the Toy Story website after I first saw it. And all the toys had their own pages. And the mutant toys only had a page. You know, it was like Mr. Yeah. Dittlehead, Slinky Dog, Bo Peep, the mutant toys. And I remember like as a kid just being like, I want baby faces page. That's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? The, so the mutant cool, toys, yeah. yeah. We we've talked about before the how the mutant toys kind of tend to get like sidelined in March, probably because they haven't really like appeared in any of the other movies or anything. Right. But like Babyface is the one that has like um they made a a remote control Babyface like around the time Toy Story three came out. Is that true? And he, I think he's yeah. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I gotta yeah. run by something real quick. <laughs> You're like, on TV, right I go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's like had several action figures and and stuff, but then the other mutants, I think there might have been like a couple of like PVC figures or something, but that's mm-hmm. that's about it. There's like nothing sure. except for that. I keep talking about it in like every episode, but there's a <laughs> wallet from Hot Topic that had Pump Boy. The little like car with the arms for wheels. Yeah. And it just said it just had a picture of him and then across the top it just says what? It all caps in like three <laughs> question marks. Because <laughs> that's what you're asking when you see yeah, it. You're like, right? what? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that rules. I love that. Oh gosh. Yeah. But um, according to the audio commentary, they talked about how, um, just talking about Sid's kind of backyard in general, um, they said they envisioned Sid's dad as, like, the kind of person who, like, would have started a lot of home improvement projects and, like, never finished them, which is why you see, like, the trench full of mud with the PVC (laughs) pipe and, like, um, what else is there? There's like, I think it's like the clothesline and all this, all this random junk. Yeah. Throughout the yard. It's great. And then a a nasty yard. Yes. And then apparently there are, uh, in the commentary, they said there are 18,000 weeds in Sid's backyard. Yeah. Well, it's such a Disney adventures factoid, right? Like. Yeah, it's like one of those things where you're reading an article in Disney Adventures magazine, and it would be like a like fun fact on the side in its own little, you know, have yeah. like a colorful background. Yeah, but all all of those, I mean, I sh- I'm sure a lot of them were just like 
copied, but all of those like have to be built in the computer. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. Right. That's a lot. Honestly. I get yes. mad if I have to draw something on like like there was this one time where we were making I want to say it was for uh, a kid's craft for like a five-day club or something like that. And I had to draw mm-hmm. so many of one thing. I was like, I'm tired of this already. <laughs> <laughs> so to do 18,000 weeds, I'm just like, that's a lot. Yeah, oh it's crazy. Gosh. Yeah. Well, are we ready to wrap things up or is there anything else Oh, I guess, uh, is there anything you want to plug before, before we finish up, Anthony? Um, sure. I mean, I have, like, like I said up top, I co-host Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast formatted very much like this one. And we should yes. be returning with, we should be returning with a new season soon, I, I hope. I, we're just kind of still in the planning stages. But we have 150 episodes out there. So go check them out if you want to. I like them. I think we did a pretty good job. <laughs> Just other than that, I write for toughpigs.com sometimes. And our, our stable of writers is excellent every day, even when I'm not writing there. So check out toughpigs.com if you like the Muppets. Yes, everyone go check out both of those things. And thank you for, for joining us on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks so much. It, it's truly my pleasure. Because it's like, like I said, like <laughs> I get to talk about Muppets two minutes at a time all the time. I love Toy Story just as much as I love the Muppet movies. So this is really fun for me, <laughs> you know? It's it's not something I get to talk about with other adults other than my wife very often, you know? Like, <laughs> talk, I talk to my kids about Toy Story all the time. That's too funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess with that, we'll wrap it up then. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts and send us an email if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. We did it. We did it. (laughs) 